Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champions? Welcome back. This is episode number two of this week. Yeah, that's crazy. It is a little bit insane considering, uh, you know, we did a live AMA on Monday. Um, and now we are doing our sleepers for yeah. the 2020 season. We're starting that. Uh, it is Wednesday, June 3rd. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Um, What's up? This is our second episode of the week. There is another episode on Friday. We are going to be doing another episode for Friday. So be sure to listen to that. And then next week we go back to Tuesday, Wednesday, normally scheduled content. Uh, like I said, we're going to have the news and we're going to start our sleepers for 20. It's it's already that time of year, my friends. It's June. I mean, what yeah. else is there? What else are you going to do? Sleepers for fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what June sports starts- on? Yeah, I know, right? Unfortunately, but uh, June starts the the heart of the fantasy season. So yeah, let's we're, go. We're gonna start really getting into stuff. Um, so before we jump into the news, and uh, Rick has got a quick announcement, but before we jump into the news, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on fantasy on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like like us at Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. What's your announcement, Rick? Well, we got the draft guide, guys. Guys, please pre-order this. It's $25 right now. Uh, the launch date is July 1st. Um, if you guys want to know what's in it, we got full rankings. We got break breakouts. We got busts. We got player draft values, player breakdowns, and so much more. We've put in a lot of effort into it. I'm tired um, make sure- <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> tired just thinking got about it. Got a lot it. of work to do um, still. Yeah, we yeah we still got a lot of work. To a lot do. of exclusive uh, content from our uh, our staff too, our newly yeah. minted writers. Absolutely, guys. So uh, be sure to purchase it soon before the price goes up in July, uh, and tell your friends about it. Yeah, let's go. It's gonna be worth it. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about some news. Four points, Rick, just for you. <sighs> nice and short. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jay Gruden said uh, Gardner Minshew has got the intangibles you want in a quarterback. That's the Jaguars offensive coordinator, in case you were wondering. I like that. That's good news like coming that. from Jay Gruden, who, you know, sucks. <laughs> okay, well, let's, I'm t- let's... Okay, I'll back off that. Uh, but yeah, no, that is a good sign considering, like, uh, there were so many people coming into this year. I don't know if it's because Gardner Minshew was a fifth-round pick when he got drafted. Sixth. But a uh, sixth-round pick. But a lot of people came into this year and in this draft season, the NFL draft season, thinking that the Jaguars were going to take a quarterback with their ninth selection yeah. or they were going to pick one up off, uh, you know, uh, out of free agency or anything like that. Uh, I was going to say off the waiver wire. That's totally not right. But this is a fantasy football podcast, so I guess it is. Um, but they were going to, you know, pick up a quarterback out of free agency. And now you got Minshew just sitting here as the only quarterback on the roster. They believe in him and they've showed they believe in him. And uh, Jay Gruden shows that in his comments here. Yeah, I mean, they're going to give him a chance. A lot of people still think they're going to tank for Lawrence, though. Uh, yeah. Tank for Trevor. So Poor we'll Gardner. see. I mean, but if he, if he has a good year, though, like it's going to be hard for them to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Um, 
Jeff McLean says that the uh, Eagles are still interested in LaShawn McCoy and or Devonta Freeman. Freeman, I'm assuming, won't take a backup role and they're going to have to pay more, so I doubt he'll sign. So it's probably LaShawn McCoy. Is this concerning to you in any way? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I hate this like, team sometimes, man. Why do, why do teams got to do this? Just let just, Miles Sanders be. If they just let Miles Sanders be, like the hype for him for me would be so high right now, but... I think I think they will sign LaShawn McCoy. Um and I don't know if it's gonna really do too much to him. It might take away a couple carries. Yeah. Uh, like I still think he'll be good, but his ceiling might not be reached because of yeah. them signing McCoy. I mean we'll see how it goes though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the only good thing about them signing McCoy or Devonta Freeman uh would be that Miles Sanders would fall into like the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, and, nice. and that would be a good little steal right now. He's a second round pick. So God help me. Um, speaking in a Thursday zoom session, John Harbaugh envisions all four of his running backs being involved in that offense. So I'm just going to let you know, I love JK Dobbins always have always yeah. will. Um, but there have been uh, uh, an assortment of people who are, I think he's the second best running back based on landing spot, but there's an assortment of people who believe that he can and will be an RB one in 2020 or that he can be in that form this year. I have a very high doubt about that because they still have Mark Ingram. They still have Gus Edwards. They still have justice Hill. So it's like, there's a lot of uncertainty going into that backfield that, assuming he's going to just take over Gus Edwards and justice Hill's snaps from last year and rush it 150 times to Mark Ingram's 200. It just doesn't, that doesn't really show for me. Um, I could see him as a low end RB two, but he's going to be a guy that a lot of dynasty people hype the heck up and then end up selling next year. <laughs> that's when you buy him. Cause I do like, yeah. I really like JK Dom's long-term right. Um, this year though, it, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him just because of kind of not just what Harbaugh said, but like that, that's what I expect they're going to do. I mean, last year they used all three running backs just to sell uh, Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to change this year. Um, they do run the ball a lot though. And I believe I could be wrong, but I think Mark Ingram only has one year left on his contract. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so for long-term dynasty, he's, he's fine. But in yeah, redraft yeah. this year, right. I would just be, like you're not spending a lot on him, so I don't think it's a bad draft pick to be honest with you. But if he starts end up ending up being like a seventh, eighth round, you know ADP, then I'm I'm not I'm not on board with that at all. And I think the hype will be there as soon as you start seeing this kid in the preseason. The hype is going to be there um, if there's preseason games. But anyway, uh, speaking Thursday, DeAndre Hopkins said he expects to post better numbers in Arizona. Um, okay. Uh, how? Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I I would beg to Enlighten dis- disagree me. with Mr. Hopkins, but uh, Enlighten me, DeAndre. Your confidence is wonderful, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, let's yeah. jump into our QB sleepers. The show you have been waiting for. Um, this is uh, I, I'm I'm not at this point in the off season. We when we start talking about quarterbacks. I feel like it's regurgitated vomit uh, over and over again because we probably talked about Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew about a million times. So, um, yeah. I, you know, 
We'll talk about them. If this is your first time listening, we will regurgitate content all day for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we're going to do our top five quarterback sleepers on this episode. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that the running back and wide receiver episodes are going to be a lot more interesting. But uh, we'll talk about some QB sleepers. These are guys that... a quarterback guy like me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these are guys that are, they're not necessarily guys that we think are going to, some of these guys might, we think might break out this year. Um, but a lot of these guys are just really, really good late round picks and guys that people are completely sleeping on. Hence the name sleepers, in case you were wondering. Um, so we'll talk about some of those guys. Uh, it's not necessarily guys that we think are going to have a massive breakout year, like I said, but we'll jump into it. Number one. At an ADP of 115, we have Daniel Jones. Now, I don't think he's necessarily being fully slept on because I think there's a lot of people in the fantasy football, like experts like us, that kind of think that Daniel Jones is going to be that really talented, good quarterback, and he could have a breakout year. So I think that's a common among us, but in the normal fantasy football community, in the normal fantasy football world, it doesn't seem like Daniel Jones is going to be that much of looked at. Like if you were just to talk to the guy that shows up with a sticky note on draft day, <laughs> is he going to think Daniel Jones is right, the next right. breakout quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Probably not. So I think a lot of guys, whether analysts or, you know, just normal fantasy football people are going to sleep on Daniel Jones this year. Um, and he'll end up being a 12th round pick, which, uh, yes, please. I'll take it. And it's a lot better than what Baker Mayfield was at last year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. And the hype isn't nearly, nearly the same for Daniel Jones as it was Baker last year. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, partly that was because of Odell on the Browns, but there are a lot of people that are on the Daniel Jones train. I am one of those people because, you know, one of the things we look at in a quarterback um, in this at this late in the draft, you're looking yeah. at somebody who can either A, break out, or B, like, one of the things I look at is running. So are they a young player that can break out? Yeah. Daniel Jones checks that box. Can they rush? I think Daniel Jones checks that box as well. Um, you know, people don't realize that he, like, in 12 games he had – yeah, 45 rushes for 279 yards and two touchdowns. If he gets that up to like 300 plus yards, three touchdowns with the weapons that he has, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it gives him it gives him a decent per game. Markley. It gives him a decent per game floor. Right. Yeah. You know, because like I, last really, year, Tannehill was getting like 18, 19 point games, which is you know in fantasy that's okay. It's not exciting. Yeah. You know, it gets you by it's a, a good week. Floor. When, yeah, but adding four fantasy points on rushing yards in a game really boosts him up. So I, I think you see that kind of similar situation with Daniel Jones and his rushing, um, having that ability to get out of the pocket, make a play when he needs to and potentially score touchdowns. It's, it could equal three or four fan, extra fantasy points a game. And so if he's only reaching 17, 18 fantasy points on his passing, he might be able to get you to 21 or 22, which is a very good number to have on a week to week basis. Right. Um, and at the 12th round value, I mean, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's a year two player as well. I mean, we've looked at a lot of year two players yeah. that have that big breakout season. Um, and he's not he's not going to run like Lamar no, by any means, no. but he he will get out of the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. He could very. I mean, he's probably going to run for about 300 yards with two or three touchdowns. I think that yeah. 
just extra little boost will get him there. He had 24 touchdown passes as a rookie last year yeah. in 12 starts and 13 games. Right. Um, that's pretty darn good. Uh, and if he can take that year two jump, he's going to be a steal in the 12th round. Yeah. Um, I think the one big concern I've talked about it before uh, is, you know, if you go to playerprofiler.com, you'll get all these advanced analytics, but um, he ranks fifth in inter- he ranked fifth in interceptable passes last year and second in danger plays. Um, so those essentially are just plays that are dangerous, dangerous throws, essentially, you know, maybe the, yeah. the ball bounced off a of receivers. I mean, a uh, cornerback's hands or something like that. It was just a stupid throw. Um, so those two metrics right there kind of concern me a little bit in the context that maybe he was outperforming himself a little bit last year in terms of how, you know what I mean? Efficient he was. Sure. Um, but I mean, he could easily on, on in an offense that is, you know, like the, the giants. I mean, you got some good pieces there with Barkley and the receiving core and stuff like that. And really added Andrew Thomas as well. Right. The, first round. the improvement on the offensive line. There's, there's a lot of good things for, for this kid. And I think year one, you usually see the interceptable passes and the danger plays a little bit higher just because they're rookie quarterback. So year two, probably going to see improvement in those categories. But the thing I really like about him money throws, he had, yeah. He was number 12 in that, had 18 of them. It's basically a it's a pass requiring exceptional skill or athleticism. Um, and so one of the things that I noticed about him last year is that he was insanely accurate when he played. His um, true completion percentage was 67%. So um, that's relatively high for a quarterback. So I, I, I really like Daniel Jones. It's a matter of, I mean, he's going to get a lot more opportunity next year. He's going to start for a full season. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how many, I think how many touchdowns he throws on the season. Um, because I think he'll reach 4,500 passing yards and probably I want to say over 25 touchdowns, but yeah, I, I definitely think that is in the realm of possibility. I've also, I also heard a stat, um, I don't know, like he, I believe he, I could be wrong, but I believe he had the most, um, 30 plus point fantasy weeks from uh the tw- in the during the 12 weeks he started yeah. uh so he he was kind of inconsistent but he had a, like he had like three or four weeks where he had 30 plus yeah he had 32 28 28 and 35 so he okay so yeah he, he had four weeks with 28 plus yeah um i mean he could be primed for a monster season yeah but also like uh, what you said of his danger plays being high yeah. He also fumbled a ridiculous amount last year. Of course. Um, He's a giant. What do you expect? <laughs> but that's yeah. not a good thing. Uh, so his turnovers could be high, and that could yeah. cause him to not have... Um, like, if he starts turning year, the ball but... over a lot, the Giants won't stick with him for long. You know what I mean? I mean, they stuck with Eli when he threw 27 interceptions. I was going to say... So they, never mind. <laughs> it's a different staff, Eli though. It really is. It's a different staff. Yeah. So it's like, there's it's a different scenario. Yeah, no, uh, he's he's somebody who could definitely like you could see him going either way, but his upside is very high. Yeah, and that's kind of what you're looking I at. I think twelfth. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, because you're not. Uh, I mean, at this point, if you don't have a quarterback in the twelfth round, you're either drafting an extremely young guy and hoping he breaks out, and then streaming if he doesn't, or yep. you already have a guy that you believe in that you drafted in the ninth, tenth round. 
you know what I mean? And you're, you're trying to add some depth with a possible breakout, you know what I mean? And so, and I think for Daniel Jones, he's definitely a guy that falls into that category of sleeper because, you know, he's a 12th round pick. He's a young player and he has essentially the starting job. I mean, his backup quarterback is Davis Webb. So he's got really no competition oh, he had, behind he, him. He's, he has the franchise. Like he's the guy. He yeah. Um, and so, and he's talented. So if, if the opportunity's there, I mean, the offensive weapons are there and that's the big thing I look at with these breakout quarterbacks is, you know, are the weapons there? And I think the weapons yep. are there. If, if you want to agree with that. Oh yeah, they definitely, um, how good is the offense? You know, obviously it depends on how the offense is run this year. Um, but I, you know, and then the third thing I look at is the offensive line and, um, they made some improvements on that. So we could see Daniel Jones take a large step forward. Um, but we'll have to see how he kind of steps. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Josh Allen with a lot of, a lot less running. <laughs> yeah. You know, like half the rushing the Josh Allen. Yeah. So he could, he could have a monster season and it's not worth the risk. Definitely a sleeper. Uh, the next guy on our list, Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania. You know how much I love yes, Minshew. Yes, sir. Daniel Jones is your guy. Gardner Minshew is my guy. Yeah. Although I am higher on Minshew now than I was like a few weeks ago. So Minshew is, um, he's much more, cons- he's not a conservative passer. He had kind of similar stats to Daniel Jones last year. Um, you know, but he's, he's not really a, I don't know. He's not like, he's not like he's Baker Mayfield, but not as hyped up. Does it make sense? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, so I like see what you mean. Baker Mayfield year one through like 24 to 26 touchdowns. I can't remember how many it was. And he was hyped up and they added a bunch of pieces and they thought there, he was going to be the best, you know, a, a legendary quarterback and be the next Mahomes and all that stuff. And, that didn't come to fruition. Right. Right. Um, Baker may, I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew had kind of the same season. Everyone likes him. He's got swagger, but he's not as hyped up to the point where he's the worst team in football. He's not even getting drafted right now. He's going in the 15th round. Um, and in some leagues, he's just going completely undrafted. So for him to have success, he's got to throw 30 plus touchdowns. He's got to get past 4,500 yards. The question is, does that happen this year? Um, He's like I said, he's, he's a more efficient passer and a safer passer than Daniel Jones is. Um, he has yep. basically the same true completion percentage. Um, his offensive line sucked last year and they didn't get a huge opportunity scoring, but every time they went away from Gardner Minshew, they didn't play better. So um, you have DJ Chark going into his second year. You still have Leonard Fournette there who you're probably going to dump the ball off to. Is, it, is DJ Chark's third year? No, I thought it was I the second so. But anyway, so the other thing that you see with with him is that he did have 344 rushing yards um, last year. He didn't score any touchdowns, but he had about four to five rushing yards. I mean, four to five carries per game. Um, So, I mean, for me, he was just about get he was he's at like five more rushing yards per game than um, three to five more rushing yards per game than Daniel Jones is. So if he gets a full season, you know what I mean, of 16 games, yeah. he could totally rush for 380 to 400 rushing yards. And then if they finally score touchdowns as an offense, that's the big one. 
Um, that's the only problem. He might have a couple of rushing touchdowns, but he's also got the rushing floor. You know, he can add a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more fantasy points to his totals on a week to week basis instead of his, you know, just his passing. You you look at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who we really liked last year. Right. And Mm -hmm. his biggest issue is just not, rushing the football you know what i mean right. and 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 so it's like he's gonna have to throw 45 touchdowns and five thousand yards in order to be a top four quarterback in fantasy football whereas i mean if he did that he'd probably be the number one or two quarterback well yeah but <laughs> for, for gardner Minshew, you know what i mean right, he could yeah, throw yeah. 32 touchdowns and 4500 yards and his rushing will get him up to that you know top six top five total and then if he has a complete breakout season where he throws, you know, a ridiculous amount of touchdowns, he ends up being, you know, a QB one. But I think here in this spot, basically undrafted, he's worth throwing a bone in the 15th round and seeing what sure. happens, you know? And I, I think that if you're, if you're in a league where you're trying to draft the next breakout guy last year, what was Lamar going in the 15th round? You it's know like what I mean? 14th or 15th, yeah. So it's like, I think the value is there. And what are you? What have you got to lose? You hold on to Gardner Minshew. If he completely blows next season, he completely blows. If he goes out week one and has forty fantasy points, then you hit. You know what I mean? Obviously, week one doesn't tell you the whole season, but you get the picture. Right. So, um, I think I think at that place, I think people are definitely sleeping on um, Gardner Minshew, and they're not really looking him looking at him as a legitimate option. Um, mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on Gardner? So the things I like about him, like you said, he's efficient. He only had six interceptions last year as a rookie um, in 14 games. So that is really good, 21 touchdowns. Um, He he runs a lot, like you said. He he had uh, 5.1 yards per carry last year uh, for 344 yards. Uh, If he does that again this year, it's probably going to be about 1,400 400 yards, uh, which is really good for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, similar to Daniel Jones. So he does check that box. Uh, and he checks the other box for me where he's the young quarterback. It's a second year. Uh, could definitely break out. Uh, the only problem I have for Gardner Minshew, though, is the Jaguars suck, man. Like, they are not good. Uh, and I don't think they really did. Got a new it. offensive coordinator. Sure, Jay Gruden, yeah. Uh, but they, they didn't. Don't sound uh, excited, bro. He was good when he had Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, was Alex Smith actually? He, he Alex Smith was kind of a top ten fantasy quarterback at yeah, one time, right? Uh, but usually, it's not like he produces a Hall of Fame fantasy caliber quarterback. So yeah, but no, like the offensive line isn't great. They did add another weapon or two, but that Jaguars team is going to blow, man. They a lot of people think they're like the worst team in football. I don't know if they're that bad, um, but. They, their offense is because they think they have concern. a sixth round pick quarterback, but Gardner Minshew is actually good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But love Minshew. Yeah, uh, and then like you, you were saying you were you think like he he could get another rushing touchdown or two since he didn't get any last year, but he had 344 yeah. rushing yards. Um, yeah, and I think I think he, he did have 14 red zone carries. Much. They just yeah. never. It, it was about the same as it's Leonard just, Fournette. No one could get that's in because they don't score touchdowns though. Well, they don't have an offensive line. Do, but did that change? I have no idea. I don't think it. Re- I don't think it really did. Yeah. Um, but if he if he just improves or did what he did last year, yeah, and just improves a little bit, maybe gets a, like a rushing touchdown or two, mm-hmm. that's going to make him a top like ten fantasy quarterback. Yeah, top twelve at least. Right. 
uh, if he can throw like, you know, 26 touchdowns, eight or nine interceptions, like 3,800 yards, yeah, uh, run for like 400 yards and run for two touchdowns, that's probably going to get him in the top 12, top 10. Yeah. And if, and if he, the offense is better around him, uh, then you're talking about Minshew really being a breakout guy. So I think he is a sleeper in the 15th round. So, yeah. <laughs> I love Gardner. Yeah. I love him. His ADP is 189, according to Fantasy Pros. Uh, 189. Yeah. So he's completely yeah, undrafted. See, I think he should be higher than that. Um, Matt Stafford is 114 ADP, and he's one of our sleepers on this list. And I'll tell you why. I don't know if this continues. The kid's got a massive, like, he's got a load of targets. Marvin yeah. Jones, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, a decent offensive line, Carryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Danny Amendola is still there, too. He had 90 targets last year or something like That's that. That's ridiculous. Like, he had, yeah. and so do you want to hear just through eight games what this guy did last year? Sure. He averaged 312 passing yards a game. And he had 19 touchdowns, which is a 6.5 touchdown rate. Usually guys are like 4 or 5%, unless you're Lamar Jackson, you're like at 100%. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, so if he played all 16 games last year, he would have 5,000 you know, passing yards and right around 38 to 41 touchdowns prorated. So... Jeez, I, that, that should speak for itself. I mean, the man gets hurt every five minutes. That's understandable. Right. But if you're playing that well, right? And I think he was playing that well because they finally had guys around him that he could throw to. I mean, for years, he only had Calvin Johnson and that was about it. But now he's actually got a somewhat decent offense that kind of works in his favor. Um, and not only was he extremely good passing the football, he had a 70% completion percentage and uh, interceptable passes, number 36 in the league. Danger plays, number 31 in the league. So he's probably not going to throw a lot of interceptions. Um, he had, like I said, good protection last year in front of the offensive line. He's older, so that is concerning. But if the man plays 16 games, I mean, he kind of is like, he's like Kurt, what Kirk Cousins was like two years ago, right? Yeah, and no one, everyone was like, "Hey, it's a gross pick. It's Kirk Cousins. What, what is this?" But he comes in, he plays on a week to week basis, gives you QB one numbers every single week. Like that's what, right. like Matt Stafford was on pace for a top five fantasy fantasy finish last year, and right now he's getting picked in the twelfth round. So if if you want to take that risk on Gardner Minshew, you are as safe as heck to draft Matthew Stafford in the twelfth round. And and hold him as your you know your number one starter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there's questions about his health, but I I think he's I think he's a great great sleeper in the late rounds at quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. In the twelfth round, I mean, with my strategy of drafting a guy who's proven and then draft another guy who's unproven, yeah, and just have those two as my quarterbacks. The guy I'm targeting is Stafford. Uh, the only thing that doesn't make Stafford a top five fantasy quarterback is staying healthy and yeah. rushing. Now, rushing can't really be fixed. That's what I'm concerned about, can. big time. Yeah, so if if he stays healthy, like you said, yeah, the, with the weapons that he has, I mean, and you prorate what he did last season, 
Like he could if he, he could if he regresses a little bit on what he was doing last year, uh, he'll still be a QB one. I yeah, I mean, I in my projections, I had him with some regressions for what he did last year. Yeah, uh, and he's still like I still think I have him as like the QB eight, uh, QB nine. Yeah, so he's still really good. Like the dude, the dude. <laughs> He might be 32 years old, but when he's healthy, he's still very good. And when Kenny Galladay, Marvin yeah. Jones, and all those targets he was saying, TJ Hawkinson, Kerryon uh, Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Danny Mendola. And, you know, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. Yeah. Right? So that 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 is one thing that Stafford has always done well. Right, right. Um, which, again, kind of, it doesn't counter his rushing mm-hmm. because rushing is still very important, but he... With the amount of yards he throws, like, yeah, it's he's similar to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan doesn't run a lot either, but Matt Ryan is still a decent fantasy quarterback. I honestly think he's going to be about yeah. the same as Matt Ryan this year. Uh, I and I do. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Matt Stafford gets around three hundred fantasy points if he stays healthy. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, yeah for sure. I think I think he's definitely like on a per game on a per game basis. I think he's a guy that's going to get. He's not going to have. Like he might have a couple of outlandish thirty point games, but I think he's a guy that gets you, you know, twenty to twenty two fantasy points yeah. on a week, you know, on a weekly basis. If you need it, you got it. Um, I don't think he's going to be a sexy pick by any means. I don't think he's going to be like no. a breakout number one quarterback in fantasy kind of guy. But he's a guy you can draft um, and know that you have him on your squad and take the risk on the rookie in the late late rounds, fifteenth round or so. Take a risk on Gardner Minshew and have a backup plan in case Minshew is just garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you're there if you choose not to stream, of course. But I think in the in the you know twelfth round, I, I I don't see how he continues staying in this region. But he was you know he's what he did through eight games. I I looked at the stats today and I'm like, this is crazy. How did the, how did that the even same happen? team on offense? And if not, I know they've gotten better. Yeah. So, I mean, aggression is expected. Regression is expected. But sure. I think I think it's safe to say that he could finish as a as a you know, a mid to low end QB1 next year, which yeah. is a safe pick when you're talking about, you know, in the 12th round. Well, that's the thing, like I mean, if he stays healthy, I I 100% agree. And yeah. like you're getting a guy who should be like a 7th or 8th round value in the 12th mm-hmm. round. So I right. think people are definitely sleeping on him. Uh, let's talk about the fourth guy on our list, Ryan Tan My Hill. This guy, man, I, I don't know. ADP of 139. He's a 14th round draft selection, sometimes 15th round. Yeah. He was, oh, through the course of the 12 games that, I, I just want to look at it. Through the course of the, let's just say from week 7 to week 17, uh, I believe he was the QB six in all of fantasy. From what weeks? From weeks. Let me uh, let me pull it up. Weeks seven through nine. Uh, I know he had. Yeah, I'll just say a... eight through seventeen. Okay. Yeah, he was the QB five. He had two hundred and four wow. fantasy points over those nine games. So um, he was very, very good in that offense. This is another one of those guys that has the ability uh, to rush. He gets about, uh, you know, 15 to 20 rushing yards per game. Um, It's not prolific by any means. Um, So like, it's not going to save your fantasy weeks. But like I was saying, 
he did have four rushing touchdowns on the season and and having two fantasy points a game from rushing that saves a lot of weeks he's a guy that gets you to 19 fantasy points he might score two touchdowns a game you know that that kind of thing and then you know maybe 200 yards he averaged like 228 last year so i mean i think he's a in the in the you know 14th 15th round i mean for sure a guy that can come in you know he's not going to be qb5 next year you know what i mean he's probably going to be like the eighth or ninth quarterback but he's he's a guy very similar to stafford in the context that he was very good through a short amount of time um but in that time he was like a top five quarterback you know what i mean so i think people are kind of sleeping on that fact that ryan Tannehill can do that i understand the uh nervousness of ryan Tannehill because i spent maybe three months being nervous about Tannehill because i'm like i'm not sure like are the titans actually going to be good next year or are they going to suck like what's going to actually happen with them you know what i mean i have no idea but yeah it's a matter of figuring out you know it took me a while to figure out if i liked him to be honest with you but i think i think what you see through those weeks even if he regresses a little bit is good enough to give you some fantasy weeks you know what I mean? That where you def- you desperately need a quarterback to come in and play. Um, he's a little better than a streamer, and in the fifteenth round, a guy that can take over for whoever you have at your starting quarterback position, or maybe give you multiple weeks uh, of success. It's you know, uh, it's a steal in the fifteenth round. To be honest with you, fourteenth, fifteenth round. Yeah, I mean, my AirPods just died, so I don't know how this audio is sounding right now, but um, you know. Ryan Tannehill, what he did last year, it's it's similar to... I was wondering why it started to sound different. Yeah, I got him in the case, so... It actually almost sounds better. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I might just do this then, but... Uh, yeah, Matt's, uh, Ryan Tannehill is similar to Matt Stafford, where he had, like you said, a great run last year. He yeah. had that stretch of being that he was a QB5, which is, like, ridiculous considering... He's right now in the, what, 14th, 15th round? Yeah. Running drafts. Right. If he can do what he did last year, the rushing touchdowns is going to be kind of hard to duplicate, the four rushing touchdowns. But if he can run like he did last year, there's no reason to believe that he can't be a a low-end QB1. And if you're getting that in the 15th round, I mean, that's that's just great value. I I think think there's a chance that Ryan Tannehill ends up you know, pooping himself and oh, yeah. very, but I mean, like I said, 14th round, who are you going to draft in the 14th round? That is going to, you know, like you're yeah. probably drafting your kicker, or your defense. So might as well just take Ryan Tannehill and hope he ends up being good. You know what I mean? Um, let's get to our final guy and then conclude the show. Um, Joe Burrow. Now this is a little bit of a surprising one because Burrow is a rookie quarterback and usually um, rookie quarterbacks, some of them have success, but fantasy football doesn't, it doesn't really show in fantasy football. You know, the year Baker Mayfield come, came in, he had one of the best rookie quarterback seasons ever. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he didn't really finish as a super high QB one. He was, I think he was a low end QB one. Is that right? Um, yeah, I believe so. But uh, he just didn't perform in fantasy football the way that you would anticipate him. Usually rookie quarterbacks don't unless they can rush. Um, and so like you see Kyler Murray last year, 
Um, you go back in time and you look at, you know, other rushing quarterbacks. I, I, I'm pretty sure Vince Young back in the day had a decent rookie season, um, fantasy football wise, because he likes to run the football. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm it is very rare. I'm sending it back there. How many did Andrew Luck have his rookie year? Uh, he threw like 24 touchdowns, so not much. Yeah, but he did run a little bit. Yeah. But so Joe Burrow, you know, it's a little bit, sketchier of a pick I think in the 14th what is he 15th 16th round now you know what I mean like there's mostly the most leagues don't have a 16th round but Joe Burrow in the 16th round um, probably going undrafted I think there's a chance this kid is insanely good in his rookie season Um, and me and both me and Rick both were talking about this before the show we think Joe Burrow could have an absurd season like shatter rookie quarterback records. Um, but yeah. even, even outside of that in college, he, he, uh, loved to rush the football in his last year at LSU, his most successful year. He had 10 yards. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong statistic. He had a uh, 368 rushing yards through, um, 14 games, 15 games and five rushing touchdowns. So in a 16 game regular season format, he could totally reach four, 400 rushing yards, maybe three to four rushing touchdowns, which would give him a, a pretty good 50 to 60 fantasy point floor to build on. And so then all you got to talk about is how to get him to 250 fantasy. You know, if you want to get him over 300, all you got to do is figure out how to get 250 fantasy points passing, which is not un, unrealistic for a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? So you do that and then add the rushing to it. He might have 300 plus fantasy points. And I think it's worth a late round selection. Uh, I think people are looking at Joe Burrow thinking he's just a rookie quarterback who probably isn't going to have success with Cincinnati. Um, And I think we better start thinking differently. Yeah. I mean, so Kyler Murray last year had, uh, he had 297 fantasy points as a rookie. Yeah. Um, He threw what? Like 18 touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. I don't think Burrow's going to run quite like Murray, but I think Burrow might be able to throw more like Murray. I think Burrow can easily have a very similar season to Kyler Murray. Uh, I think I project Burrow at about 287 fantasy points, so 10 okay. less than what Murray did last year, but I was kind of going easy. On uh, Kyler had 20 passing touchdowns, by the way. Get 20? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Burrow could... I mean, like you said, we were talking about, I think he could easily break Baker's record. Yeah. Um, when it comes to passing touchdowns, like look at, he's got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, John Ross, and T Higgins. So T Higgins is pretty much a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, you have four receivers. If they stay healthy, that are all very, very good. Joe Mixon as well is a great running back. And Gionari Bernard is a good receiving back as well. Uh, he's got weapons on that team. Hmm. It, he has all the tools. It's it, the Zach Taylor offense is, you know, friendly to quarterbacks as well. Uh, I think they're going to throw the ball a good amount of times because they'll be probably trailing in a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like Joe Burrow, and I think people are sleeping on him a lot. I think he's, he should be worth the draft pick. Yeah. Uh, because he's a rookie, he does have a ceiling. You, you, you know, I don't think you're going to get a top five fantasy quarterback. No, definitely not. Um, but you could get somebody that you could start on, like, if you have another quarterback to go with him on a week to week basis. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think, like, He's going to be Kyler Murray 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if like, I don't think he rushes for like 600 rushing yards, you know, no, it's no. probably going to be like 400. 
Um, so the, the ceiling for, or the floor for him is not going to be that high. Like Kyler's was what I think he rushed for like 700 rushing yards or something like that. Um, I can pull up the number to be for posterity. Um, he had 545. 545. Yeah. So, um, but that gave him a good enough floor to have a successful first season. So Burrow probably you're talking about 350 to 40, 400, you know, uh, rushing yards, which totals at 35 to 40 fantasy points. And then you add two, three touchdowns and you're talking about 50 to 60, you know, being his floor. So I think he's definitely a sleeper. I think a lot of people don't believe Joe Burrow. Like I, I didn't believe in Joe Burrow until I watched his tape and understood what he was. Um, so he could have like last year we had a lot of really successful rookie quarterbacks, Minshew, Daniel Jones, right. Kyler Murray, you know, so it's like there's a lot of I I think Joe Burrow like this year you're not going to see too many successful rookie quarterbacks but I mean if you had your pick of those guys who would you take with Joe Burrow in the conversation? Out of what out of what Just like in, in, if you were if you were starting an organization, which quarterback would you want? Daniel oh. Jones, Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow? Uh, it's close, but I probably would take, just cause I haven't seen Burrow play in the NFL, I'd probably take Kyler Murray. Okay. Um, but Burrow could easily overtake Kyler. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I just think people are sleeping on Burrow, honestly. Like, and I, this is probably my strongest feeling out of all the, all yeah, the I don't know. Something weird about it. I, 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 maybe it's the, the Joe Burrow magic. I saw him smoking that cigar and that's what sold me. <laughs> I mean, totally yeah. need to see. I projected him to have 270 rushing yards. So I, it's not like I even projected him to to, to overdo it. Yeah, 100 plus yards. No, I right. still have 287 points. So. Wow. Well, there you go. There's our list: sleeper quarterbacks for 20. 20. I was gonna say 2018. Wow. <laughs> Living in the past. Yeah, dude. Wish I could go back. Um, but yeah, there's our 2020 QB sleepers. Uh, exciting stuff. We got, I believe, wide receivers on Thursday. No, not Friday, Thursday. Yeah. Friday. Um, messed up my the whole week's messed up for me right now. Yeah. Uh, don't for, don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to drive by the draft guide. Available now, twenty five dollars. Talk to you Friday. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.